You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 78, Beyond Passion, a presentation by Reverend David Myers. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak, and this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And I am so glad that you have joined us again for another episode of the show. We are back on our normal schedule here of every other Thursday, and I'm so glad that you tuned into this episode because I'm here in the studio alone to introduce a presentation that happened recently on Vanguard University's campus, and we are going to bring you to that conversation today, and it is going to be a uh, presentation from David Myers. Uh, David Myers is the director of the Department of Homeland Security's Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. He was appointed by President Obama in 2009, and he heads one of 13 centers in the federal government under the White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. The DHS Center is located in the Federal Emergency Management Agency, where David and his staff work to build, sustain, and improve effective partnerships between DHS and faith-based and voluntary organizations. In this role, he's personally led center efforts at major disasters, working closely with senior governmental, state, local, faith-based, and voluntary groups. Big part of partnerships, which we talk a lot about on this show, and of course, uh, we are one of those organizations that they have worked with. And in this show, Sandy is introducing in the presentation Reverend Myers as he speaks to several hundred Vanguard students about and their role in an uncommon data set in touching the sorrow in our world. And he challenges all of us working to end social injustice to take a second look at our passion, commitment, and a desire for justice. So I hope you enjoy this presentation. And here is Sandy to introduce Reverend David Myers. You know that we work a great deal with our government officials here in Orange County, with our state, as well as national. And through those relationships, we came to know Reverend David Myers, who is the Senior Advisor to the Administrator and Director Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships with U.S. Department of Homeland Security. That is a title that is very long and you have to hold your breath to take, say it. But what it really means is that he is building faith-based and neighborhood partnerships across the states with Homeland Security. And Homeland Security is also responsible for FEMA. Um, Homeland Security um, runs all of the investigations for federal cases of human trafficking here. One of our Vanguard alums is an undercover agent with our Homeland Security team here. Um, so when I first met 
Reverend Myers. It was actually by phone. I was supposed to meet him in person, and he called because whenever there is a disaster nationally, he goes to pull together the faith-based component on the ground to serve. And I believe at that time, you were called away to the Sandy Hook tragedy. And um, so I really respect his amazing gift of leadership and organization and pulling together resources in our community when there is a disaster and pulling together our hearts and minds so that we are all working for um, the betterment of our fellow man. And I'm very, very happy that he's here. I should also tell you that he is from Chicago. He um, in, he served with Teen Living Program, Center for Public Ministry, and three Mennonite congregations. He has two children, and he has one grandchild. So, Reverend Myers, welcome to Vanguard University. Morning, everybody. Try it again. Morning, everybody. That's great. Uh, thank you, Sandy, for your introduction and the invitation to be here. And I also want to extend my thanks to uh, Dean John Alba and uh, Brian Russian, who I just uh, met this morning. Uh, I'm uh, privileged to be able to bring you greetings from several people. Uh, one is uh, my boss at the White House, Melissa Rogers, who's the head of the White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. And so she sends her greetings, her warm greetings. We were just on the phone this morning and she said, I want to hear a report back. So I'm glad to be able to do that. I also bring greetings from the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Mr. Jay Johnson. And uh, he also sends his greetings. And then there's two other uh, young men that I want to bring greetings from. They're my grandsons. There's four, they're four and one and a half, Braden and Weston. They knew that I was coming out here. And they said, Papa, make sure you bring greetings from us too. And I said, OK, I've done it. So now, there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm so impressed with VU. Do you call it VU or do you call it Vanguard? Both. Okay, I'm impressed with, uh, with both. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, so impressed with your origins and your history, uh, your campus, uh, your academic rankings, uh, your campus life, and I'm impressed with your athletics. What about that men's basketball team? Aren't they something? Wow. By the way, I was just wondering, do you all have a women's basketball team here? <laughs> Come on, that's a joke. Of course you do. <laughs> Go Lions! Uh, as if you don't already know it, uh, here's a data set for you. Uh, of course, they're unbeaten. Of course, they're ranked number one in the nation. They've done that all year long. They are in the top 10 of 11 statistical categories. They're all Americans. My goodness. And can I, can I say this? I think I can. I wish I was a lion. Isn't that what you guys say on the court after the game? Something like that. Uh, Anyway, speaking of data sets, I was tooling around Vanguard's website and came across a page called, get this, Common Data Sets. Common Data Sets. I don't usually use terms like data sets, uh, so I was curious about what a common data set might be for Vanguard University. And when I clicked onto it, here's what it said. Hello, something went wrong. The requested address doesn't exist. Try it, you can see it. Which, of course, if President Beals were here, that should make him a little happy, actually. Because what it means is that at Vanguard University, uh, there is no, un, uh, that Vanguard University is an uncommon community filled with uncommon people. 
No common data sets here. Right? Or maybe not quite right. What do I mean? I want to talk with you this morning about getting involved, involved with the world out there beyond this campus. As you all know from just hanging around and perhaps from your own personal experiences, there is at least as much sorrow in the world as there is abundance. And I take it that because you are at this university, you are getting trained to do something about the sorrow while at the same time always pointing toward the abundance. So you don't need me to motivate you to get involved. You're already in the starting gate. Some of you are already in the race. You might say that this already makes you an uncommon data set. And it's true. Preparing yourselves for a life of service, for a life of peacemaking and reconciliation is certainly not common. But let's be honest. Just because it's not common doesn't mean that nobody else is doing it. You are part of a larger community of people who, because of their faith, are committed to a life of service, a life of peacemaking, a life thirsting for justice. And let's be even more honest. I know people who have no religious faith, who are just as committed to a life of service than those who are driven by their spiritual calling. I have seen cups of water given to disaster survivors by people adhering to their faith religiously, by people that are barely hanging on to their faith, and by people who have no interest in religion whatsoever. What then, in your hunger and thirst to be the bearers of justice, what will set you apart? How, indeed, might you be called an uncommon data set? Will it be by ramping up your passion for the teenage girl that was kidnapped into sex slavery? By dialing up your commitment to feed disaster survivors? By praying with greater desire for victims of persecution all over the world? There is nothing wrong with passion, commitment, and a desire for justice. Never lose it. It is the foundation and the bedrock. But I have a good, strong sense that I'm among the most passionate and committed young people in the world in this chapel right here today. So I have a different option to recommend for your consideration. This is not fancy. It's not exciting. There are no championship banners or trophies. There are no all-star nominations for what I have to suggest. But before I say more, let me tell you a little bit about myself and a couple of stories. I've been a pastor, uh, many years ago I was a pastor for a number of years, and one of the churches I pastored was a small church in Chicago. It was in the late 80s, in the early 90s, and thousands of people, thousands of people were dying from HIV AIDS. So this particular faith committee, community did what faith communities do. We asked how we could help. What can we do? That simple question, how can we help? And out of that question grew an organization called Community Response. And that organization provided housing and services to people that were dying from HIV AIDS. Here's what I learned from this experience. I learned from this experience the hard work of developing bylaws, of doing fundraising, 
of developing a board. While people that were part of that organization were dying, we were also doing that. A few years later, I became the executive director of Center for Public Ministry, which had been founded by people of faith who made room in the basement of a Baptist church for a shelter for homeless people called Hilda's Place. While we were serving duly diagnosed, schizophrenic, drug-addicted, homeless people using substances to soften the voices in their head. While that was happening, from this experience, I learned the hard work of intake procedures, case management protocols, and making peace with the local business community by picking up human feces from alleyways in the middle of the day. Several years later, I took the executive directorship of teen living programs, which served and continues to serve homeless youth. The job is what sometimes is called a turnaround job, which means the wheels were coming off the organization. So while we were serving kids on the street, housing them, providing health care and educational opportunities, creating a community, a safe community around them, while that was going on, I learned the hard work of begging foundations not to pool their funding, to give us just a little bit more time. The hard work of firing people and building a completely new team of professionals. The hard work of developing and implementing a program philosophy based on Sandra Bloom, Bloom's trauma-informed communities. Then in May of 2009, I was appointed by the president to take on my current post. It's a long title, Sandy already mentioned it, we don't need to repeat it here. Suffice it to say that, that, part, that part of my job, as Sandy has said, is being sent to disasters and national emergencies to stand with and find solutions for faith leaders and faith-based organizations as they pick up the pieces of their community after whatever devastation has befallen them. And just as I learned from my previous experiences about the passionate side of engagement, about that, that along with the passionate side of engagement, there's also the hard work of making things work for the long haul, the hard work of becoming a professional, the hard work of transforming passionate energy and fired up commitment to sober, clear-eyed energy that burns like Eastern hardwood. So too have I learned from my experience of this job. I've learned that just like professionals like the professionals necessary to make a social service organization truly serve the clients and not my own ego. The social workers, for example, the nurse practitioners, the clinical psychologists, the accountants, the lawyers, the fundraisers, so too are there professionals in disaster and emergency management. In other words, they have been there and done that many times before. They know what they're doing. They have a history of knowledge that improves the outcomes for communities and people. Some of the professionals are first responders, police, fire, paramedics. Some are faith-based groups. That's right, there are faith-based groups, many of them, for example, for uh, many faith-based groups who are highly trained and know exactly what to do when that tornado ripped through Moore, Oklahoma last year. They know exactly what to do when hurricanes and superstorms devastate huge land masses 
in areas like New York and New Jersey. When communities are traumatized by shootings in an elementary school in Newtown, Connecticut. And these faith-based groups, often they're called Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster or VOADs, they train hundreds, sometimes they train thousands of volunteers just like you to activate in disasters and emergencies. A great and shining example of this is your own Convoy of Hope associated with the Assemblies of God. How many of you have ever heard of Convoy of Hope? It's great. It's wonderful. They are, um, they're based in Missouri, uh, Springfield, Missouri, and uh, they are a leading VOAD to disasters, responding to them all over this country, indeed all over the world. Now, why am I telling you all this? It's very simple. I want you to know what it takes to be a truly uncommon data set. And I want you to go beyond passion. It takes transformed passion. I want to challenge you to go beyond your commitment to the moment. It takes long-haul commitment. The world will not pivot toward justice just because you desire to do so and just because you pray for it. I'm not knocking prayer and desire, but it's not going to happen just by that alone. And the world will always default back to injustice. And if your passion is not transformed into professional discipline, and your commitment lasts only as long as the TV cameras, you may eventually become disillusioned or perhaps even bitter. Why aren't they paying attention to me? I've seen this happen to many volunteers that stream across the country, often without training, often without any association to groups like Convoy of Hope, with only their passion and the need to be a part of what drives them, a need to be a part of the action. And you know what? When that happens, when spontaneous volunteers show up, say in Alabama, after having crossed three state lines to help with the tornadoes there in 2010, and when donations are sent without regard to the local residents and the local needs, but out of a well-intended impulse of goodwill, like fur coats were sent to several hurricanes in Florida. When that happens, it becomes a burden for those whose mission it is to fit into the overall response to the disaster, whatever the disaster is. There's even a name within the disaster management community for this. It's called the disaster within the disaster. I referenced Alabama. And I remember very clearly the tornadoes that had gone through all the entire state, actually, like a galactic lawn, huge lawnmower, 180 miles, two or three, six miles wide sometimes. And I remember looking at this devastation as if uh, some bomb had hit it. And, and out in one of the areas, one of the hills where there used to be homes and now only debris and fallen trees, there was this group of uh, young people and they seemed to have an older adult sponsoring them. And I thought, what are they doing out there? This is, the, the, I knew that something wasn't right because uh, the volunteers, even the convoys of hope had not shown up yet. And so I went and asked them what they're doing. And they said, the leader said, you know, we came from three states away. We heard about this and we just felt like we needed to do something. And so we came in here and we talked to some people and they weren't ready for us. So we decided to do it on our own. 
That is a disaster within a disaster. This challenge to transform your passion into hard work, it's for any service that you are called to do, not just disasters. Perhaps it's developing services for victims of human trafficking. Perhaps it is to help homeless people or immigrants or any service in the stead for, of those that are the least of these. If all you have going for you is a prayer and a song, you will actually intensify the trauma of the victims. What it will take from you is, first of all, humility. Humility to learn from others who have been there before, who have learned from their own hard lessons of undisciplined passion, who have a track record of positive long-term outcomes for the people that they are serving, who, and this one may sound controversial, who have incorporated the best practices of organizations that have no explicit faith commitment. As a person of faith myself, I do believe that faith-based services based on best practices from the social services world can be powerful and unique communities of hope and healing. But I'm also here to give this witness. I have seen faith-based groups based on passion and prayer and a smidgen or two of good practices and any positive long-term impact on the people they are serving is negligible and sometimes it's even less than positive. How then will you be the uncommon data set? How then will you set yourselves apart in service, in the making of yourselves of a living sacrifice? First of all, by remembering it's the one in need that you're serving, not your own need to express your passion. The focus is always on the person that has been victimized. By remembering others have gone before you, by seeking them out and learning from them, by joining forces with them in the long hard work in the ministry for the world's peace and humankind's reconciliation. You attend a university called Vanguard. You must know by now what that word means. It means that you are at the forefront of an action or a movement. I challenge you to be at the vanguard of transformed passion. Let it be said 10 years from now, let it be said 100 years from now, that vanguard students started a movement where their faith and passion so combined with their commitment to be experienced and trained and committed professionals that the world has never been the same. Let that be said. Let your, let your passion be transformed. I hope you found this presentation to be of real value. And again, thank you for taking the time to download this show and engage with us on ending human trafficking, the conversations that we have Every other week on this show are difficult conversations, but they're important conversations for all of us to engage with so we can learn more about this issue. And as we say at the center, to study the issues, to be a voice, and ultimately to be able to make a difference. And if you are tuning into the show for the very first time, welcome. And for everyone's benefit, 
There is some wonderful resources online at the Global Center for Women and Justice's website, which is, of course, who produces this show out of Vanguard University here in Costa Mesa, California. And I would encourage you, if you're just coming to the show for the first time, to check out our page at gcwj.vanguard.edu. And one thing that will be beneficial to our entire audience is there is a button on the website that says resources and podcast. And if you click there and just click on the ending human trafficking podcast, you will see an entire list of all of the topics, episodes that we have focused on over the last almost three years now of producing the show. Uh, there is a ton of value up there. So I really encourage you to check that out. And if you're looking to get to that link directly, you can get to it at gcwj.vanguard.edu slash resources, and that will take you there. Thank you so much for your time today. And if you have a comment or question for us or even feedback about what you've heard today, we would very much like to hear it. The best way to reach us is by email at gcwj at vanguard.edu. And you, of course, can also reach us by phone, 714-966-6360. And while you're up there on the website, if you haven't already registered for our uh, newsletter, we would love to stay in touch with you. gcwj.vanguard.edu. And at the lower left, you'll see a place to subscribe and stay up to date on everything that we're doing all the places Sandy's traveling to continue to work to end human trafficking. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.